to another episode of Flavor of Life. I'm Tea Chai, and here with me are Shell and Beefly. And this time we're going to be talking about food cultures and food and culture. I come from a Chinese American family. I was raised on Chinese food because my mom cooks, and also my grandparents lived with us for a while, and they have brought to us more of the China cuisine as well as Taiwanese cuisine. Uh, personally, I'm Vietnamese and Chinese. But I focus mainly on Vietnamese food simply because my mom is Vietnamese and she does most of the cooking. Hey everyone, it's Beefly. Um, I am Mexican American. My upbringing was a mix of foods. My abuelitos, my grandparents, um, cooking so a lot of Mexican food. But my abuelito is a chef by trade, so he would also make a lot of like different cuisines. Um, my mom is pretty eclectic. She likes to use a lot of spices from all around the world, so she kind of would dabble in everything from like Indian to um, like Asian flavors. And then on my dad's side, very um, like very American influenced uh, Mexican food and American food, so it was almost like a Tex-Mex, but wow. not quite. Um, and then myself, I like to cook too, so I definitely get inspiration from my family and also just from my friends. Um, I spent college living with four Chinese girls, so I like to cook <laughs> Chinese food too. That is intense. I have to start this off with asking, do you guys watch Netflix cooking shows? Yes. yes. How do you feel about them? Like, Have you learned from them? Yes, I think there is some dishes that I never would have been confident to try, but just kind of like watching how few ingredients can really change a dish makes me want to experiment more. Right. How about you, Shell? For me personally, it really depends. Sometimes I'll watch baking shows and I'll just be like, oh, I really want to bake that. Or if I watch <laughs> something much more documentary-like, mm -hmm. it'll really broaden my mind about just how much food and culture is intertwined. Very true. I have, I confess, I'm kind of addicted to those shows because I start thinking to myself, oh, what can I substitute different things that they're making for that makes sense and tastes good in my life because I have a pretty intense shellfish allergy. So most of the shows that I watch, shellfish is such considered a uh, delicacy. So a lot of people like to cook with it. And in the end, I'm just sitting there feeling a little sick, but I want to be able to make something like it. So I'm always trying to figure out what are good substitutes for it. And that has kind of built into my own, you know, Asian American culture and food menus, of course. Um, I wonder how culture, the culture you have in your own personal life has been shaped by food because culture and food kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Culture is sometimes defined by food, but food also kind of defines a culture. You know, yeah, there are some, definitely some foods in the Chinese culture, like dumplings or the bao, as most people say. It's just fluffy bread on the outside. It's Swedish. It's kind of sweet-ish. And um, you usually have meat and vegetables on the inside, and you it's usually steamed. And that is so like significantly Chinese or Asian that you're just sitting there like, oh my gosh, it reminds me of home when I was young and everything. And then it reminds you of all the different things in the culture like the Chinese New Year festivals it's just so wild how food draws all these connections with us so I'm wondering what kind of connections 
the food and your culture brings with you guys? Um, as an Asian American and just being the first generation being born here in my family, I think food really ties back to tradition and what my family is trying to relate to us now that we're here in America. And so they don't, they obviously would like us to, in a way, assimilate into the American mm-hmm. community. Right. But they love that we have our own identity, our own cultural identity. And so food is a way to tell them, oh, hey, this is your um, cultural background. Right. And we don't want to lose that. So what kind of foods, I guess, would um, my make mom you feel like? in particular specifically, she makes these sweet buns. But like oh. it takes a lot of work and dedication. <laughs> yes, it it's like a lot of kneading. Oh. So she's just like hard work is part of our culture, I guess. Of course. It's just like little lessons that is taught through food about mm-hmm. our And this traditions. is like a Vietnamese dish. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds so cool. How about you, Bee Fly? Um, I think similarly, a lot of traditional Mexican foods, it takes a lot of time, but I think it that makes sense, especially when you think about um, just how how cultures have evolved over time. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, like women would be at home um, and and be like using a good chunk of that time cooking. Like that's what you would do. You would oh, cook, yes. you would clean, and you would take care of the household. So when I think of something simple, like a tortilla, for example, you go to the store and buy it and don't think anything of it. But when I'm in Mexico, like visiting um, with my family and we'll go to like where they make the tortillas, Mm -hmm. even that process is more complicated than what I would think. And then if you bring it down to like actually making it by hand, each one takes so much time. Um, and precision and patience Mm -hmm. Um, but you kind of see like how it forms bonds because if you've got like several people like making it together you start to talk and you have these conversations and it it strengthens your familial bond and so I think like something small like the a basic staple for Mexican food being like a tortilla where you eat it with pretty much every meal Mm -hmm. Um, you see like the love and the care that comes with it right so when I think of certain Mexican foods it reminds me of different um, holiday traditions mm-hmm. so with Christmas coming up um, every year we make tamales Tamales. yeah and we're gonna meet up um, mm-hmm. at my abuelita's house there's usually like six of us sometimes uh-huh. more and everybody has their own station, so there's like the masa, <laughs> and then there's like the corn husks. So you have to like um, rinse them really well. Mm-hmm. And then there's like putting the masa on the corn husk, and then the next part is like adding the cheese. So somebody has to grate the cheese, and mm-hmm. you have to grate like pounds of cheese. And then <laughs> oh there's the filling. So we usually do um, a green chili and cheese um, mm-hmm. tamal, and then we do. Um, like the red pork filled ones right which are a little those are spice kind of spicy Mm -hmm. they're both spicy but (laughs) those are like the two main ones that my family does right so I look forward to that every year and then you know we eat like tamales for days (laughs) after (laughs) um but that's always something that I feel like is really special like other dishes that my abuelita makes that her grandkids will ask for Mm -hmm. will be like her pozole and that's a big one like people will want to have that for um like their birthday or something right or like enchiladas that she makes like we'll want we'll ask we'll request them 
or like tortas, which have chorizo inside and like fresh, like um, mm -hmm. sliced onions and jalapenos and tomatoes and stuff like that. So yeah, it's like these these dishes that remind you of people and like good times. Yeah. Um, and I definitely want to know how to recreate those dishes mm -hmm. because I definitely don't. I know like pieces of it. Like I'll get put on like grating cheese duties, <laughs> but that doesn't really teach me how to make like the chile, like the sauce yeah. that goes with it, which right. is like the most important part. So that that is my goal <laughs> to to know how to make the sauces that go with all of these special dishes. Oh my gosh! I every Christmas I believe every Mexican family I know, most Hispanic families actually, and some Filipino families too. They start buying or getting together to make tamales, and it just sounds like such a magical process. And the only thing I can equate that to, like in the Chinese culture, is making dumplings, like. Going from making the dough, making it rise and everything. Actually, no, with that dough, you don't make it rise. It's without yeast because you cook it or you boil it usually. And you have your stations. You have the person who's cutting it into like, not even cutting it, ripping the dough apart into little circles to, lay, you know, roll it flat to make the outside. And then there's the people like putting, you know, the filling in and then wrapping it together to make that pretty little... I don't know, crease. fan, <laughs> the crease, yeah. And then there's the next people that are laying it out to make sure we can count it well. I don't know why this was important, but it was there. And then, you know, it was usually my grandpa manning the big pot of water where he would cook it. And right away, you would have leek dumplings ready to eat. And leek is, was always the traditional, you know, dish or the traditional ingredient and it was always so exciting to be in that you know conveyor belt line and I only made it ever to like the stuffing part like where you put the stuffing or the meat into the wrapping I never got to roll it out because well first of all I was too young and then I didn't do it well enough because all my dumplings kept breaking or opening up in the soup <laughs> and then I thought of maybe I could be the you know cooker the person and then my grandpa said, nope, that's my role. You don't get it. But now that, you know, we're a family always getting together, I miss those days so much. Mm -hmm. Like all of that tradition. It was hard work at the time. And then you got yelled at if you did it wrong. <laughs> but it's so traditional. It's like, oh, that's so true. <laughs> right? I know. When I get yelled at for doing it wrong, I get demoted to like wrapping the tamales <laughs> in the paper. <laughs> at the end, right? Yeah. Oh my God. It's like the least important part. <laughs> I know. You're not doing anything in it, but you're of it. Mm -hmm. and is there anything in the. Cultured so spring rolls, honestly. Ooh. Right. We'll make it with fish or sometimes pork but we won't oh. really do a conveyor belt line it's like everyone you basically get the rice paper out uh -huh. you dip it in oh you do it water, all together but you make your you own, make your own. But oh. all together okay not in a conveyor belt so you don't have format. someone laying everything out and mm -hmm. then someone else like putting the meat in and someone sometimes else wrapping it there'll be people just um dipping the rice paper into the water and putting mm -hmm. it on plates and oh. then they'll, like dish out the plates and then everyone takes a plate and starts making it. Oh my gosh. Do you fry it or do you just the, cook it and eat it? The, the spring rolls. We just wrap it. And then sometimes we make egg rolls. And that's where we fry it. Oh my gosh. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> I guess every different culture has their own different things. And that's what makes it exciting. Oh yeah. Because when we learn about it, like watching the shows on Netflix, I can't help but drool. But also wish I was there. 
And I think they do the show so well that it makes it feel like you are there. Like there was one episode on, I think, Chef, where the lady was making barbacoa. And I just remember thinking to myself, I wish I was there with her. But the camera action and everything really brought me into her story, brought me into her connection with food. And that's always a home run for any show because food directly links to culture. And that always strikes a note with somebody because there's something like it in everyone's culture, you know. And that's always really interesting. But I'm wondering also, how has the American culture impacted your relationship with food? Despite all the tradition that we were raised with, obviously. Um, definitely, I can see it through my mom's cooking because we're sort of a Vietnamese Chinese mix. Mm-hmm. But I also think Chinese food has been rather Americanized through like Panda Express oh, or something yeah. like that. So like their chow mein or orange chicken and over the years my mom's noodle dish mm-hmm. that we tried oh yes we yes. did try it it was made with is it egg noodle or spaghetti um egg noodle egg noodle and it also had chicken yes. in it and vegetables mm-hmm. so good but over the years i've seen how much her recipe for it has changed oh although the sauce and the noodles are practically the same she'll add little things like orange chicken which we normally don't eat in my culture mm-hmm. but be- but because it's been americanized she's put it in over the past years oh. so it's sort of like we want to stick to our traditional dishes mm-hmm. but then we also put our sort of twist on it based on what we see yeah. people like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah how about for i'm saying like the mexican food culture because it is so rich and there's so much history tied to it and people take so much pride in it and non-Mexican people want to become Mexican because of all the great food. I think, um, so my abuelita and my abuelito, they pretty much just eat Mexican food. Like they don't really venture out too, too much. But when they do, I notice that they'll get influences from Chinese food, which is really? funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, for example, I do not eat Mexican rice um, mm-hmm. in my family. My abuelita will cook white rice. Oh. Like jasmine rice. Oh. So, we'll have, like, <laughs> all these Mexican dishes, and then there'll be white rice <laughs> <laughs> on the table, too. Um, and that was just something that she started to do here um, because she tried it, she liked it, and she stuck with it. Um, another thing would be like stuff that my abuelito would make for work. He used to be the head chef at the Hilton in Pasadena, and so oh, wow. he would he would um, come back and do his own takes on like dishes. So it would kind of be like an Italian like Mexican fusion. So uh-huh. he makes this really good, like, shrimp pasta um, that has, like, a little kick to it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah, different things like that. I see them taking in their surroundings and then using what's available. That's another thing is sometimes, you know, I feel like our parents, they are pretty savvy when it comes to, like, swapping out ingredients mm-hmm. that are seasonal or that are just more readily available, so they're going to be cheaper, mm-hmm. you know, instead of going for their their native whatever spice or ingredient it is, because right. it just doesn't make sense to spend like twice or three times <laughs> as much for something that they can just swap out for right. something that's like easily grown here. Mm-hmm. So I have noticed like my 
my abuelita will use other things instead of like using a lot of avocado because here it's more expensive in mexico we, there's avocados for days and it's cheap but here it's like you go to you know people always laugh like if you go to chipotle and you ask for guac like you must be rich right because what? it's like because you don't ask for extra on the side because it's always an extra charge right like obviously it's not a lot but yeah it's just something you don't do if you don't need it that is true yeah so stuff stuff like that where you just i see how she'll swap stuff out mm-hmm. definitely i think my favorite story that I tell my mom or my mom tells me is that for Thanksgiving our family used to always eat dumplings we always do the conveyor belt system you know it worked but one time we came home crying to my mom saying oh my gosh everyone had turkey why didn't we have turkey what's wrong with our family so in that sense I guess we felt less Americanized because we were Asian. And I would take dumplings over turkey any day. I know, right? <laughs> and then in the end, my mom conformed, and she makes the best turkey I've ever had. She makes it so moist and everything. And I'm blown away. And sometimes I'll ask her, Mom, why did we start um, doing turkey? Like, because we're so, you know, Chinese. And she was like, you don't remember? And she like has a fit and I'm just like, oh my gosh, it was because of me? Yeah, she was like, yeah, you guys came home crying. You know, that's funny because that <laughs> reminds me of, so a dish that I don't know, you know what it is? It's media. <laughs> I remember like Thanksgiving was never super huge on my mom's side, like Maulita Molito, uh-huh. um, because turkey is notoriously like a dry bird, yeah. you know, that's not, I actually personally really like turkey, mm-hmm. but it's not super popular. Yes. And so <clears throat> I remember like it was Thanksgiving or in between Thanksgiving and Christmas and you see all these ads for the French's French fried onions yeah. to make the green bean casserole. Yes. And I don't know why, but I had my heart set on a green bean <laughs> casserole. I had never had it before. And mm-hmm. I knew I loved green beans. That was like my favorite vegetable at the right, time. Right. And I really wanted this green bean casserole. <laughs> I just remember that. I just remember my mom like saying, No, I'm not gonna buy you this like French's French fried onion. Yeah. <laughs> like, this you don't need yeah, yeah, you don't need this. So I remember in college we had a potluck Uh um, for like our small group and I was like you know what I'm finally gonna make this stinking (laughs) dish so I did and I was very underwhelmed guys (laughs) it is the media it totally hypes it up but I can at least say that I made it yes and you did you taste the difference I mean, it was, it tasted okay. I feel like it's a good, it's like a guilty pleasure, like a comfort food for Uh some. The guacamole, right? (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) But, you know, I'm not somebody who, like, has to have it on the dinner table Mm, for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Um, But I just, uh, yeah, I'm just glad I I at least tried it. Like, I'd rather have my mom's mac and cheese or, or like, some mashed potatoes or something. But Or just fresh green beans. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think the recipe called for, like, canned green beans and, like, some mushroom Mushroom, soup. 
I didn't understand that part. Green beans are good on its own. Why do you have to add a soup? I mean, it tasted fine. And then you baked it or something. Yeah, yeah. It tasted fine, and it honestly, like, it smelled really good. (laughs) But I just, you know, I think I just expected it to blow my mind. Yeah, given all the, I've seen those commercials, and I'm just like, oh, I wonder what they add to it. Am I? Family's always like, oh, it doesn't add anything. And I'm like, then why do they advertise that? They could just you know want to add to it salt. I oh, love sodium. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, yes. I guess in a lot of ways, too, certain cultural dishes will hit us and we'll be thinking. I've made this mistake so many times. I always think, I always see pho. And I always think, oh, that is Vietnamese food. That's all of Vietnamese, yeah. mm-hmm. Vietnamese food. I start forgetting all the other aspects of Vietnamese food. I'm just thinking, pho, that's all it's about. That's mm-hmm. all it's about. Until I get hit with all the other foods, and I'm just like, there's more to yes. Vietnamese food mm-hmm. than pho. Like, yeah. Well, that's what, gets yeah. Pop, what got popular. That mm-hmm. is true. Yeah. So how about you guys? Is there any, I guess, food representation out there that just has brainwashed you, I guess, to some degree? Um, other than uh, your other culture. Other than green bean casserole. <laughs> yes, other than green bean casserole. Uh, Hmm. That's difficult. Right? Yes. I mean, if you like if you were to throw out even just like a country, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a food that will pop in my head right away, you know? France. Baguette. Cargo. <laughs> <laughs> Italy. Pasta. Uh, yeah. Pasta, that, that's yeah. right. How about England? England. Like what is it? I don't know. Fish and chips. For some reason, I got tea. <laughs> oh, I think right? also, sorry to all you English people, but I think they like have notoriously bad food. Oh. Like I think they try to make it taste good with their other stuff. Well, stuff. Less see, less I think spices. it's funny, though, because I think in England, the the country's nation, like national dish is like an Indian curry or something. What? Look it up. I think oh, my so. gosh. Oh, I won't look it up right now, but you guys should definitely look it up. I'm pretty sure. It's something okay, strange. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Mexico. Bangers and mash. Oh, I don't know. There's, doesn't England also For have England. bubble and squeak? <gasps> yes, they do, but I don't know what it means. It's just... cabbage and something else. Potato. Ah. Yeah, I saw it on a show. That's a Netflix show. Nice. But yes, fish and chips, I have to say. That's... I think when people think of Mexico, they think of tacos. Yes. I was going to say yeah, burritos. such an easy go-to. Mm-hmm. Or the... Uh, is pico de gallo Mexican? Um, I mean, pico de gallo is just like chopped up tomato and yeah. onion and some jalapeno <laughs> and some cilantro. Like, mm-hmm. it's not anything crazy. That's true. How about the U.S.? I think of like burgers. Yeah, and fries. hot dogs for me for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, burgers and fries, hot That's dogs. That's true. How about? Huh? Well, there's so one dish that I do think of when I think of like American food, but like home cooking, I think uh-huh. of meatloaf. Oh. But in a in a great way. Like I really like meatloaf, and mm-hmm. I think my grandma, my dad's mom, would make that. And my my dad's parents are pretty Americanized. Mm-hmm. So, like, meatloaf and um, just a lot of a lot of things that they would make were, I feel like, very indicative Savory of their too, time right? yeah. um, and place. Mm-hmm. Meatloaf is actually a pretty special dish, given that most cultures like it. 
mm-hmm. and they also found their own way to twist it mm-hmm. you know like <coughs> I think Chinese people would go with the beef noodle stew and soup and noodles you know but if you think about it it's kind of similar ingredients where you're using beef and then you add in vegetables to either add to the flavor or just add to the texture of the dish or the stew. Yeah. Is there anything? Oh, let's move on. Um, India. Curry. But then there's so many different types of curry. Yeah, different curries. Yeah. Non bread. <gasps> non bread. Garlic naan. Turmeric. <laughs> yes. They have so many spices there. Have you guys cooked with Indian spices? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've been sadly lacking, but I will learn from you, Fly. I promise. <laughs> and then, okay, Japan. Sushi. Sushi. <gasps> ramen. Yeah, ramen right there. But yeah, sushi is huge. Korea. I don't know. Tolgolbi. Yes, and kalbi. Yeah, That's definitely. That's cookie, sorry. Oh, I yeah. Barbecue. Oh, very right. So every, like, culture kind of has their signature dish, right? So what would you say, I guess, is your family's signature dish? Be fun? That's really hard. Right? So much to choose from. Mm. Think about stuff you make, your mom's made, like something that's been passed through your family. Um, my mom kind of makes her own stuff. I don't feel like she's she sticks to Mexican food. Like, she mm-hmm. really doesn't. I'd say a dish that always brings me back to like my abuelita's house is pozole because i love topping okay what is pozole for people that don't know including myself it's like um like a shredded pork dish soup it's a stew almost Mm -hmm. right is it that dish that they rip apart the meat with their hands um yeah like you i mean it's the meats in there and then you've got hominy and then you add in toppings so my abuelita will um soak cabbage and lemon juice Mm -hmm for a while and then you can add that add radish add onion um you like get some dried oregano and like mm-hmm. um crinkle it like between your palms so mm-hmm. that it it kind of becomes a very thin like powder almost uh-huh. and then it makes your hands smell good too <laughs> um and then squeeze some lime in there and you're good to go get some tostadas oh and have it together. That sounds amazing. Like a very intricate but also tasty it's just, salsa. It's really pretty too. Oh. I like food that's got a lot of color and texture. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what you get the savory but you get the acidic that cuts mm-hmm. through it and you get the crunch from the radish and that's the also perfect cabbage. for the Instagramming culture, just you know. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. How about you, Shell? Um, personally in my family we have a lot of dishes that have been passed down. Mm-hmm. But just based on little differences differences between my mother's dish version and the version that my aunt cooks. Okay. It'll literally be the same dish mm-hmm. coming from my grandmother, mm-hmm. but they will change it so it tastes very different. And so my aunt has a very different style of cooking than my mom does. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll, we have a special dish called bumbu hoi, and it's a very like thick kind of, not thick, but spicy-ish mm-hmm. it's just a very rich dish right soup and so my aunt will make it very watery i guess oh i prefer my i think i'm biased though mm-hmm. because i prefer my mom's um version of cooking uh-huh. but uh it's just very different 
And so even though our dishes are similar and passed down like mm -hmm. generation to generation, mm -hmm. it's like just differences between like even just little family spices, differences. right? Yeah. That sounds really cool. What is in it? Um, I'm not exactly sure, but I know there's like shrimp paste in it. What? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very flavorful though. That sounds awesome. And mm -hmm. then you're going to learn to make it, of course, and add mm -hmm. your own American twist on it, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, very cool. For my family, it would have to be da guo cai, which means a big pot of stuff, <laughs> or veggies, usually. And it, all it is is a big pot with the main ingredient as cabbage, Napa cabbage. Oh, I love cabbage. Or, yeah, right. So good for your system. Helps your poop. Really good. <laughs> and it makes you really healthy and helps you lose weight, by the way, just letting you know. And so you add basically little globs of meat. This meat has egg, soy sauce, green onions, and so maybe like some meatballs. other oil. Yeah, you make your own meatballs basically, and you just drop it in. You don't fry it first. That's the big thing, because because you need the flavor of the meat to come out into the soup. And then you start adding mushrooms, shiitake mushrooms. Then you add um, anything else that you want. My family usually adds other fish balls, other mushrooms, like the enoki mushrooms, and then we add a lot of quail eggs, as well as sometimes we add actual egg into the soup. And then it becomes some sort of meat-based soup pot of vegetables. Mm -hmm. So it's the meat that flavors everything, and we usually eat this on a cold day, but lately we've been eating it almost uh, more than on cold days because it reminds my mom of her home. And now every time we make it or eat it, we are reminded of our home. Mm -hmm. So it's literally passed down through our family. Although, you know, our family in Taiwan won't put as much into it because maybe the ingredients aren't available to them. Maybe they put in something else. Like I do know my mom's mom likes to put in taro and daikon. And we don't like the way it crumbles in the <laughs> soup, so we don't put it in. But it is an option for us if we want to thicken the soup. Instead of putting in starch, we'll just put in like potato. And that, of course, will soak up the flavor of the soup, and that will flavor the potato as well. So that's pretty cool. All right, well, food definitely has really formed us, and we look forward to how you know we're gonna change and make different stuff in the future. So thank you for joining us on this conversation. We sure have loved sharing all of our favorite family traditions with you. Please leave some of your own uh, family recipes with us below. And subscribe. Thanks for listening. This has been Tea Chai, Shell, and Beef Life. And we wish you all happy holidays.